Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers and not whistleblowers, where we have facts and not conspiracy theories. This the podcast with solutions. Today, my guest has written over 20 books, a big hero of mine, and more. I believe he's the one man that has woken up more people. Please welcome David Icke. Hello. Thank you, mate. So uh, first, I'd like to talk. What's your thoughts on, say, Julian Assange? Well, uh, Julian Assange is um, uh, a symptom of um, current times. And it was, uh, you know, just ahead of current times. Uh, there is a, um, an effort to stop any exposure of any official narrative. And uh, through WikiLeaks, of course, a lot of documents um, were uh, released that showed that uh, many official stories are, are, are just that. They're stories. They're made up. They're lies. Uh, and um, so these two things are going side by side. On, um, on one side, you've got uh, the example being made of him, because that's what this is all about. Um, it's uh, saying this is what happens if you take us on. This is what happens if you uh, expose what we're doing, if you expose the system. Uh, and uh, on the other side, you've got this hysteria of censorship getting more and more extreme all the time, uh, not least through Silicon Valley, um, where any other explanation or significant um, undermining of the uh, official story of the uh, quote virus narrative are being um, are being deleted i mean i've been deleted from youtube i've been deleted from facebook because of what i was saying about the virus narrative uh, and and so if, if you, you you had the um, situation with julian assange in the basically in the run-up to this uh, and uh, they're all connected because when you have an official narrative, which the public has to believe if um, your agenda is going to be, um, uh, is to come into being, then you not only have to control what you say, you have to control what you say um, uh, being uh, exposed and, and, and being unraveled. And uh, this is what we have. And there's no better blatant example of that than the World Health Organization, uh, headed by this guy, Ted Ross, who every time he opens his mouth, Bill Gates is speaking. Um, and he is giving the official narrative of the, uh, the, the virus uh, and the pandemic, which indeed he declared. And at the same time, the Silicon Valley giants are saying they will censor, and indeed are censoring anything that, um, exposes the, the lies and the, um, the nonsense coming out of the mouth of Ted Ross and the World Health Organization. So, um, the, you know, um, Julian Assange is a, is a symptom of the time. And, um, well, so am I in a way, but you, what you have to do is just get up and get on with it. Not, um, you know, fall into this idea that I'm a victim and they're all powerful. You just have to get up and get on with it and deal with whatever you face. And somehow you find a way around it. Exactly. And like I, I noted a few of my posts recently, the fact checkers, they stated that it was the FDA and the World Health Organization were proven what I had written was wrong. So 
you know, we're kind of not. That's the the other thing, you know, the fact checkers are another big um, part of all this because uh, when you break down the background to these fact checkers, they are actually controlled by the same uh, networks that are putting out the official narratives (laughs) via governments and via um, uh, the World Health Organization in terms of this uh, pandemic. Uh, and they are not, uh, obviously, uh, therefore, people who are looking dispassionately at whether something's true or not. If it's challenging the official narrative, they're going to say it's not true. It's all a scam because if you are a few, and they are compared with the global population, and you want to control the many, you have to control the, pop- the uh, perceptions of the many. Uh, so from perception comes behavior. You control behavior by, by, by um, programming perception and you program perception by controlling information. And so uh, this, um, this uh, advancing of this agenda uh, now, it's, it's happening very, very fast, obviously, as human society transforms, um, is um, uh, founded on control of information. Because if, if the, the, the information that's available about this pandemic and its background were widely circulating in the public arena, um, then a lot of what they're enforcing and and what they're um, imposing would not be possible because the nonsense behind it would be exposed and the the people could see it. But the uh, censorship uh, obviously is designed to stop them seeing it. So all they hear is the official story. And I was um, watching a um, a report um, earlier today about a poll in America, a survey in America, where um, it was very clear from the poll that the, the majority of the population had no idea about this virus and uh, alleged virus and um, the figures surrounding it. And it's, uh, even if you go by the official story, it's um, fatality rate. And part of this survey found that um, a a very large number of people believe that about um, two, about about one third rather, not two thirds, about one third of the fatalities from this quote virus were young people. When when it's it's a, a tiny fraction of young people, even according to the official narrative that's, that have been affected by this. Uh, so um, it, it's the power of um, the power of the propaganda to program perception and thus dictate behavior is, is in our face. I mean, I, I meet people when I, when I go around and, and I hear them talking and or I have conversations with them about the quote virus and what they say is absolutely provable even by official figures and data, utterly untrue. But because that's all they've heard, that's what they believe. So um, it's, um, it's all about controlling information. So you control perception, so you dictate behavior. And, uh, it, you know, the, therefore people like uh, me and others in the alternative media are um, being targeted by these people. But like I say, you just have to get up and get on with it and find a way around it. 
like uh, I mean, I know from talking to people that like people working in the hospital, they're told not to say nothing. I mean, we've seen the videos around the place where they're quite, but I know somebody like that, they're working in the hospital and they're advised not to say nothing. And I know that's a fair tactic because they're trying to scare people. You lose your job, you'll be discriminated against. Like, how do we come overcome this? Because it's gone to a stage now where we can't even go outside our house without having to put on a mask. Well, well, I do, and I'll never put on a mask, and uh, the consequences of that will be what they are, because I'm not doing it. Uh, uh, I won't do anything. I won't do any of this stuff. I don't do this sanitizing. I don't do this track and trace, giving me details. I don't do any of it. Uh, I won't do it. Um, and uh, I know some people, they give false names and, and false details, and that's fine, and, you know, good luck to you. But I won't even do that. I'm just not doing it. Uh, and, you know... <laughs> We have reached a point now uh, where it is so extreme, and it was always coming to this. Crikey, you know, uh, this is a long-term plan, which is why I was able to, you know, predict uh, uh, where this was going long, long ago. Right. And just to let the listeners know, because like I had seen a video in 2013, and I know going back where you were saying about the mass injections, the tracking and everything, everything you have been saying years back has come through. Yeah, and, wh and why is that? Um, and, and, and what does that mean? It means that what's happening now is not random. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't predict um, current events long ago if they were random. How could you do that? You were able to predict them because you uncover a, a plan, an agenda for humanity to transform human society, which if it's not headed off, which is if it's not stopped, is, is going to become the future. And this is what's happened. The idea of, of what I do is to alert enough people so it doesn't become the future. So um, this agenda does not play out uh, and, be, and, and uh, the world and the quote future become so predictable. Um, and you, know, you can find a solution or look for a solution to a situation, or you can do the sensible thing and remove the cause. Because if you remove the cause of something, then it must disappear because the cause is gone and therefore the effect must go. And the cause of where we are is human acquiescence to authority and human acquiescence to the perceived power of authority. And that power is no more than the power that the population give to authority all the time. They give them power by their perception of power, but they also give them their power by acquiescence. Um, and so when you look at the um, transformation of human society since um, all around the world, since uh, March, uh, the speed of that is exactly equivalent to the speed that people have acquiesced to it. You know, when you look at um, all the people and then you look at all the shops and all the other buildings where people are told that they have to wear masks, well, if people refuse to do it, it would be unenforceable. There's not enough police officers to enforce it. There's too many people um, if they didn't acquiesce and didn't do it. Uh, and and, and what, are, what are the authorities going to do? They can't do anything about it. They have no power because uh, humanity has taken its power back and said, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not damaging my health by breathing in my own carbon dioxide and not enough oxygen. I'm not doing it. Uh, and and it, it will be over, it will be unenforceable. But what happens is, and, and you see it all the time, is uh, some uh, brainless um, dark suit 
in authority, political authority or administrative authority, says um, uh, people have to do this and people do it. Mm. And that, that's what I mean by the authorities have no power except the power that, that the people give them. And, you know, people, I hear people moaning. I do understand it, but I, I hear people moaning about what's happened and are moaning about having to wear masks, moaning about um, social distancing or unsocial distancing as it really is, and, and, and moaning about this and moaning about that. Um, and, and I do, like I say, understand that. But, you know, if we're going to sort this out, we have to start taking some responsibility here. Yes, we can point out um, the agenda. We can point out the people who are imposing the agenda, and we should. But it's only imposable because we acquiesce to it. We're responsible, as much uh, responsible uh, uh, as the people that are seeking to impose it. In fact, in, even more responsible because we're the ones that have the power to stop it happening. They don't have the power to impose it unless we give them the, our power to do it and recycle it back against us. But we have the power to stop it. And, and so, uh, you know, I'd say to people, you know, if, if you're moaning about it, and you don't like it, stop moaning. Just don't do it. You know, and, and yeah, okay, but what are the consequences? Well, I tell you, um, as someone who's been uh, um, researching this full time for 30 years, the consequences of not doing it, of, of, of not ceasing to acquiesce, are absolutely horrific. I mean, I did a, an, a, a, um, an interview for about two and a half hours yesterday with um, some people in uh, Melbourne, Australia, uh, in um, Victoria. And what's happening there as we speak is full-blown fascism. And, 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 and someone said to me, well, well, why is it happening in Australia? Why was it happening uh, there now? Because it's their winter. They're in yeah, the southern They're doing hemisphere. the mandatory vaccines there, yes? Is it's that... their winter, yeah. And, and, and we're coming towards... Um, day after day, our winter, our fall, autumn, winter. And what is happening in Australia now is a precursor for what's meant to happen in, in um, the Northern Hemisphere. So how, how long are, are we going to just accept this? How much more extreme does it have to get before we draw a line and say, enough? You know, what they've done in uh, Australia is that they have um, passed laws that allow the uh, state to take people's children away if they don't uh, do things like have them tested. You know, uh, this is what's coming. And Ireland, I'm not sure are you aware, Ireland have made the police have more rights that they can break into your house without a warrant if they think you're having social gathering. Yeah, this is, and this is, this is also happening, and for other reasons, um, uh, in, in places like... Uh, Australia, I mean, in, in, in Victoria, they're smashing windscreens of people who are not um, uh, following the rules as imposed. And that's not some conspiracy theory. That's, that's the, the uh, commissioner of police um, who made a, 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 a statement to that effect in, in a news conference. And uh, what I was reading the other day uh, regard to Ireland um, is a classic, really. They were uh, saying that well, certainly some schools were saying that um, when, when the schools return um, and the kids are wearing masks all day, 
which is just child abuse. There's no, no, it's no other way of putting it. It's child abuse. And it's abuse of their health and it's absolute abuse of their psychology. But they were saying that um, they would have to have some breathing breaks. What? Breathing breaks where the kids can go out and take the mask off for a few minutes before they go back in the classroom. So what that's saying is we accept that wearing a mask all day, the children are not going to be taking in enough oxygen, uh, uh, the normal rate of oxygen. So we have to give them breathing breaks. And I say, I say this, where's the bloody parents? Are parents going to allow their kids to go to school with masks on all day where they have to have breathing breaks? So they can, because they're not getting enough oxygen. I mean, what, what people stand for is extraordinary. Yeah. And, and, and what they're doing is uh, systematically, because this is all psychology, it's nothing to do with health, breaking down people into a state of subservience. And this is the real reason for the masks. What this uh, global cult that's behind this, as I call it, is, um, is actually about. Um, is targeting the human subconscious mind. That's, that's where the whole stadium where this is played out. So um, the idea is to subliminally, below the threshold of the conscious mind, um, program the subconscious mind with uh, behavior traits and perceptual traits and response traits. And then they filter through to the conscious mind, at which point the person thinks they're having their own thoughts, their own opinions, and their own emotional reactions, when actually they've been implanted uh, in the subconscious. So every single thing that's happening, whether it's the masks or social distancing, all these different things, there's a, 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 um, a conscious mind explanation for why, then there's the real explanation, which is the subconscious explanation so uh people are told conscious mind that uh, you have to wear masks to protect from this virus a virus they've never isolated purified and shown to exist by the way um but the subconscious is the real reason uh, because the subconscious mind uh, there's a language of the subconscious which is symbolism this is why this this cult and these satanic groups and secret societies that that, that form this cult uh, collectively have a language of symbolism. This is why they, they, you see their symbols everywhere. Um, the, the, the classic um, famous one, of course, is the pyramid and all-seeing eye on the, um, the reverse of the Great Seal of the United States and on the, uh, the dollar bill. Uh, at, because symbols talk to the subconscious. Uh, and so they put subliminal inserts into advertisements and other situations because subliminal inserts below threshold uh, means that the conscious mind can't see the insert it can only see the general image but the subconscious mind does and absorbs it and it 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 gives perceptual instructions to the subconscious mind one of the techniques i was um, i was reading about years ago was that they'll put a subliminal insert in an advert which the conscious mind doesn't see and um, when someone's walking down the supermarket aisle, suddenly they'll, they'll be attracted to a product which they've never been attracted to before and, and there's no conscious mind reason why they would be, but they go over and they look at it and they pick it up. That's because um, they're um, responding to a subliminal insert about that product, 
which they don't even, even know uh, went in their mind. So if you look at the masks at, at the subconscious, subliminal, symbolic level, they are a symbol of subjugation. Uh, they are a symbol of submission. They're a symbol of being silenced, covering the mouth. And crucially, they are a symbol of the deletion of individu individuality. I mean, you, you go down the street and everyone looks the same uh, mm -hmm. facially. There's no facial expression, which is the, a, a, a big expression of individuality. You don't know if someone's smiling. You don't know if they're scowling. You don't know any of these things. And, that, and human, human interaction works very much with facial expressions. Um, so um, that's what it's really all about. And in, um, in, in, in these different countries, especially in Britain, which, which in many ways from, from the secret society point of view is driving much of this stuff, um, around the world. Um, they have a, um, a private company part owned, half owned by the British government cabinet office in Downing Street, Whitehall called the behavioral insights team known as the nudge unit. And, um, they study human behavior and how to manipulate human perception to manipulate human behavior. And that, um, behavioral insights team, is is what is um is driving the um the changes it's driving the masks it's driving the uh unsocial uh, distancing uh and so you have a, a lady um in britain called professor um susan mikey uh who was very vocal in pressing for mandatory masks in shops and so on and she's not a uh, she's a government advisor science advisor but she's not a medical advisor she's a professor of psychology this is what's happening. The, the uh, human behavior is being uh, dramatically modified and they're targeting the kids because they get them early. They modify their behavior so that they will be compliant um, adults as this thing gets more and more um, extreme. Uh, and uh, like but I say, the subliminal messages in cartoons as well. Oh, absolutely. I've actually, um, you know, uh, I think there's a picture in the answer. Um, of uh, uh, like a montage of pyramids and all-seeing eyes in um, children's animated uh, cartoons. It, I mean, the, the number of times you see it is ridiculous because it's speaking to their subconscious. Uh, and um, uh, it, 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 like I say, it filters through to the conscious mind and they think they're their own thoughts and own opinions, but they're, they're not. Uh, and uh, this is what's happening to our kids. This is what's happening to our world. And, and people just still, A, A don't get it um, because they just believe what they're told. Uh, a, a lot of people don't get it because they don't want to get it because they don't want to face the situation we're in. And others get it, but or get some of it, but are too frightened of the consequences of standing out and standing up. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it, uh, this has to change. Like I'm because, in Poland, I'm the only one, like I go into a supermarket, I'm the only one not wearing a mask. I refuse yeah, to do it. And if somebody doesn't serve me, I just, I won't go into the shop. I leave and I go to some place that they, they accept it. But like my son is six. He understands it. He even says, how come you have to wear a mask on up to the, the, the counter, but you can sit down and eat your food. He, he's six years of age and he understands it. Yet there's a yeah. lot of adults don't get it. They don't realize there's a game being played no. there. No, no. Um, because um, uh, so many people have been manipulated to give their mind away, literally give their mind away. They're what I call them press enter people, where the government puts the data in with, with, with the propaganda and the, um, 
the so-called information and um, and they press enter and uh, the um, great chunks of the population just do um, whatever they're told uh, so therefore you've given your mind away and one of the other things that uh, is um, happening and it's all part of this psychology because it's a very very deep science psychology and manipulation of behavior um, and uh, people look at bureaucracies and governments and they point out things that they do that are stupid and ridiculous and contradictory um, and they think that it's incompetence and it's just stupidity well of course there are incompetent stupid people in in uh, in government but if you go uh, into the shadows where this is coming from nothing to do with incompetence and stupidity is to do with behavior uh, manipulation because um, if if the government says to you uh, you you going to, you got to do this, and you say okay, um, I'll look at what you're saying. I'll, I'm going to do my own research. I'm going to see if what you're saying makes sense, and if it does, I will do it. And I but it will be my decision to do it on the basis that um, I have looked to see if what you're saying has validity. Now that's, that's still holding your sovereignty. It's still holding the sovereignty of your own mind because you're making the decision. But what they do, and, and my goodness, have we seen this in the last few months, they'll um, put out rules that are clearly ridiculous and make no sense. And they do it on purpose. So in, in, in part of this rolling uh, madness, or on the face of it, madness. Um, in Britain, um, you could have a estate agent in your house, you could have a nanny in your house from outside, but you couldn't have your father, mother, grandfather, and grandmother in your house. And you, could, you couldn't meet the, them in the garden, but you could meet them in a park, and you could only meet them um, one or the other, not both together. Uh, now, this is utterly ridiculous. The, the, the mask thing makes no sense, because even if you believe there is a virus, and I, I'm, I make uh, an enormous case for the fact there's not in the, uh, the answer, um, the viral particles are so minute compared with the holes in masks, it, it, it's not going to protect you from anything. Um, and, and of course, the health um, ramifications are, are well documented. There's endless scientific research supporting that. So why do they do it when it's so ridiculous? Because if they can give you ridiculous things to do, which are even better if you can see they're ridiculous, but you still do them, then what they're doing is breaking down all resistance to instruction and imposition. And because this is going into far, far more extreme uh, places as this script unfolds, unless there is pushback and um, a lack of a, uh, an end to acquiescence. They need to break down uh, people's um, reaction, re resistance, um, before they hit those really, really extreme things. Um, we're seeing some of them now in uh, Victoria, in Australia. Uh, and so this is this is partly what's happened so far. It's partly um, fascistic um, uh, imposition, and it's partly breaking down resistance to imposition for the big extreme stuff still to come, unless um, unless we 
unless we realize that if you think it's bad now and you think, oh, what are the consequences for me now? Well, just let's carry on as we are and you'll see what consequences um, are coming along. And they're far worse than standing up now and saying, I'm not doing it. They've the already power started. Uh, like I see here, uh, a lot of the businesses have shut down. The commercial has dropped. In Ireland, the Irish government, they voted for the vulture funds, a new right that they're starting to evict people and everything. A lot of people think they're going to be looked after by their government. But this is basically, there's going to be a lot of suicides because of this, a lot of depression. And there's no talk about that because of what they're actually doing. Yeah, they're breaking down the psychology of humanity. They're breaking down their spirit. They're breaking down their, them psychologically. And, and they're doing it to the kids, which is why I keep saying, where's the bloody parents? What are you doing? Yeah. Got to send me children back to Scotland. What? what? Have you seen what they're going to do to them when you get there? And, um, and so uh, this is, this is a, a point where we have to draw uh, a line. Um, otherwise, um, this is going to get uh, more and more extreme and more and more difficult to, um, to turn around uh, because um, this is a script that's unfolding and one that has been in the planning for a very long time. Just, does anyone really think, given the coordination around the world that's gone on and the fine detail of stuff that's gone on, that they, they, they would just uh, decided to do this stuff uh, in March? It's been um, waiting there to be played out for a very long time. And the, the, the virus hoax was just the trigger to justify uh, and um, have an excuse for it. But before any of this virus stuff came about, what's happening now was all sitting there waiting to go. It's been planned for ages. Yeah, they had For 10 years, there's a report that was documented. And in October, they had a plan where as if there was an epidemic came through. And exactly what they were saying is what's happening now. And like, if you can't well, see that and realize that this isn't set up, you know, it's going to be hard to get through to people. Yeah, it's virtually, uh, virtually word for word. Uh, you're talking about uh, Event 201 a, a few weeks before uh, this uh, came to light in uh, China, officially came to light in China. Um, the Bill Gates uh, Foundation and um, the Johns Hopkins University operation um, uh, and uh, the 1% um, fest known as the World Economic Forum, uh, they uh, produced this... Um, simulation of a coronavirus pandemic and when you watch the the film of it um what they were saying uh, or simulating would happen is exactly what they've done it's i mean come on people but then again you see um when you research this stuff and and you you have the um self-respect to 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 look at things yourself um and not just accept the official work, uh, version of everything then um, you see the world in a certain way because you, have, you give yourself access to, to far more information, therefore insight, than you'll get in the mainstream media. But the vast majority of people still just get their, their, um, their news, what passes for it, and therefore their perceptions from the mainstream media. And, and the mainstream media, look at it, it's, it's spoken as one voice all over the world. Um, it's been the official story of everything and anything challenging that just doesn't get mentioned uh, because 
you know, to understand how this has happened is to understand how the world's been manipulated in the shadows um, all along. There's a global web and this um, global web, which has a central point, what I call the spider, which is dictating the, the agenda of the web worldwide. Um, this web controls all these different institutions and organizations which appear on the surface to be independent of each other. So it created the World Health Organization via the Rockefeller family that, that are massively um, involved in this. Um, it created uh, the Mao revolution in China and, the, and thus the, the Chinese regime that's, that's um, happened there ever since. And what they've done in China is to incubate a system of control, not least through technology, um, which they um, have long planned to play out across the world. And so it's no accident that this, quote, virus started in China. And, um, and uh, the Chinese response to it, draconian lockdown, was then transferred to the West. Oh, that's the way to do it, said the World Health Organization. Um, and it's uh, no accident that in this pandemic period, alleged pandemic period, um, that the Chinese um, way of controlling people is 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 come more and more and more into the West. Uh, and you know, I saw some pictures today of Wuhan. Remember Wuhan, where this thing's supposed to have started. Oh, and all these people, oh God, look what's happening in China. You notice people were, were, were collapsing in the street in Wuhan. Um, people collapsing in the street in the West from the same virus. But the pictures I saw today were thousands of people at a music concert in Wuhan. Well, um, look what's happening in the West. The whole thing's been a scam. Yeah. The virus is a scam because they've never shown it to exist. Uh, uh, the, the test that they're testing to see you've got the virus, he's not testing for the virus, the RT-PCR test, where it's, um, its creator, Kerry Mullis in the 1980s, uh, said this test must not be used to diagnose infectious disease. And now they're using it to do just that, to tell you if you've got this non-existent virus or not. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you saw uh, the Chinese government building um, hospitals in 10 days because of this pandemic. Oh. And then suddenly, as soon as he got transferred to the West and the, the West started going in that direction, well, suddenly it was OK in China. Um, and the hospitals were shut, even if they were used in the first place. And, and now they're having concerts with thousands of people. Uh, and look what's happening in the West. It's it's a total scam from start to finish. Yeah, and what, like what about people? Because there's, there's people I know, and anything I put up, they're they're kind of they're objecting in their writing. And I found out that there's a few friends of mine that their buddies had died of what's been told as uh, Corona. What like we we see that there's doctors coming out and they're they're telling how to cure whatever it is that that's there. Like what's what's your thoughts on that for the people that actually are dying from this? Well, they're not dying from this. Um, you see, if you say to people, and this, is, this was the same situation in China when it's died, and it's been the same situation everywhere since. You say to them, okay, um, how do you know? Because let's, let's just break this down. What do they say the symptoms of this coronavirus are? It changes. 
flu-like symptoms yes but they're, they're adding more symptoms because they want to pull more people in and convince them they've got this um this virus uh, but it's flu-like symptoms and respiratory symptoms respiratory disease is the third biggest killer in the world worldwide uh, and in wuhan where the the atmosphere is uh, globally infamous it's so toxic they have tremendous amounts of respiratory disease where this uh, crisis this coronavirus crisis broke out we were told in italy northern italy in lombardy uh, it's the same it's infamous for its toxic air and therefore its respiratory disease so what were they doing first of all they were and continue in many cases to diagnose covid-19 from symptoms and the symptoms are the same as a range of other things that people were were dying of before um that were redesignated COVID-19. Give you a wonderful example that's happening now. They can't hardly find any flu in South Africa in their winter. It's the lowest flu for decades. In the, in the province, which includes South Africa's biggest city, Johannesburg, and its capital city, Pretoria, there's one case of flu this winter. But there's over half a million cases of virus positives and about 11,000 odd designated COVID deaths. It's a redesignation. People are, uh, are dying what they've always died of, but it's been redesignated uh, uh, COVID-19. This is where the, the cases are coming from. So someone says, well, my friend died of COVID-19. Okay. So how do you know they had COVID-19? They either say one, well, the doctors said the symptoms were COVID-19. Well, yeah, but they're the symptoms of loads of other things as well. Or two, they tested positive in the test. But the test isn't testing for the virus, because it can't. One of the things that the test can't do, Kerry Mullis, the creator, uh, um, pointed this out, as well as endless other medical professionals, it can't detect how much of a virus you have. And as medical professionals have pointed out, you have to have a lot of, 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 of uh, an infectious agent like the virus before it affects you, your health. But this test can't test for how much virus you have. So what it's testing for is genetic material. It's not testing for a specific virus, it's not. Um, and so um, people are testing positive because uh, the, 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 the genetic material of various kinds um, in the, in the um, in the, in the test is picked up by the by the test and test positive but it's not tested positive for the virus so all these all these cases oh we've got more cases you know they're not testing positive for the virus so if you test positive in this pcr test it doesn't mean you've got covid19 this is why 85 percent plus of people that test positive have no symptoms there's nothing wrong with them they haven't got any infectious disease at all. That's not what the test is picking up. And so um, the cases are coming from a, a, a test not testing for the virus. And the deaths are coming from redesignation of, um, of cause of death. Why, if you have a real virus that's real deadly, do you have to give American hospitals massive financial incentives to diagnose COVID-19? because they changed the rules in America through the Medicare uh, care system when this started 
that hospitals um, were paid for, are paid, still goes on, $4,600 if they um, diagnose a regular pneumonia, $13,000 if they um, diagnose the same symptoms as COVID-19 pneumonia, and $39,000 if they uh, put a COVID-diagnosed patient on a ventilator. So why do you have to give financial incentives? Why, you see, in Britain, and it will be the same in so many other countries, in Britain, once you've tested positive for uh, a virus, which the test is not testing for, you cannot die of anything else. This is, this is, this is, this is the rules. Because once you've tested positive, whatever you die of, falling down the, the, the stairs, motorcycle accident, COVID-19 will go on your death certificate because it's building up the death figures. And as we come into the winter in the Northern Hemisphere, they're going to go hysterical. Every sniff, every cough, every pneumonia, COVID-19. Uh, are are people covered for insurance? Because I had, I'm not sure, is that true? I had heard that because it's a pandemic, they're not covered for insurance. So the people that actually do die, they won't have uh, proper insurance. Well, that's, that, that's possible. I haven't come across that one, but uh, that, that will possible. We'll have to check that out. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've, sat in, um, I've sat in restaurants and I've been listening to the conversations at the table next to me where people are saying, uh, I was um, listening to one the other week. Um, they were talking loudly. I wasn't, you know, cocking the ear in. Um, and they were saying... Uh, but they never died of COVID-19. And they were explaining how um, a loved one had been designated to have died of it when they died of absolutely something else. Because if, if, if you test positive, you might have a late stage cancer, but you're still gonna have COVID-19 on your death certificate. On my website about three weeks ago, there was a, um, a recorded tape between a, a, a member of a family and the coroner's office in, in, in a British city. And um, the, 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 the family member was asking when they were going to get a cause of death for their loved one. And the coroner's office lady said, well, we, we tested them for COVID-19 and we sent, we sent it off and, it's, and the, the results not come back yet. And they said, so if it comes back positive, COVID-19 will go on the death certificate. And if it comes back negative, then there'll be a post-mortem to find out what they died of. Because they've suspended post-mortems. As long as they've tested positive with a test not testing for the virus, they don't do post-mortems. It's an extraordinary scam. And the reason that uh, this virus, which I say doesn't exist, um, and I, I make the case with enormous uh, uh, amounts of evidence in, um, in the answer. Um, the reason it seems to be killing uh, old people, and particularly very old people, and not the young, is because if you are um, getting your deaths by redesignation of diagnosis, redesignation of cause of death from what really killed them to COVID-19. Well, you ain't going to find many um, young people dying because they don't, because they're young. So you're not going to be able to um, re-diagnose uh, um, cause of death with, with many old, uh, young people because they don't die. 
But old people, and particularly very old people, are going to have um, many, many reasons to die, which you can redesignate COVID-19. So the Italian authorities had to admit, after all that furore and, oh, look what's happening, that 99% of those who were designated to have died of COVID-19 in Italy, in that whole, uh, quote, crisis, had one, two, three, four or more um, comorbidities, other reasons to die. And um, the Italian authorities admitted later, after all the propaganda had gone around the world, uh, that um, they were, quote, generous, that was the word they used, in designating um, COVID-19 on death certificates. Uh, you've had the um, chief scientific advisor, a guy called Patrick Valance in Britain, saying uh, publicly that just because someone has, wait for this, he said this publicly, just because someone has COVID-19 on the death certificate doesn't mean they died of COVID-19. And the, uh, the, the medical chief um, in Illinois, I quote her in the answer, said exactly the same about um, what was happening there. It's a scam. Um, and so what they've done during the summer in the Northern Hemisphere is they can't generate the same number of deaths, not least because the British Lung Foundation has pointed out that in the summer, um, eight, uh, 80%, uh, there are 80% uh, less respiratory diseases in the in the summer compared with the winter. So what they've done, not just in Britain, but all around the world, is they've moved from frightening people with um, deaths, as they did in the winter, winter spring, to cases. And this is the this is another inversion. Everywhere you look, there's an inversion. And they're so blatantly obvious if you have a mind of your own, but if you just believe what you're told, well, they're not obvious because you're not looking, so they can't be obvious. But what they're saying is that people have to get tested. Um, there's adverts in Britain all the time, government paid adverts, saying that if, if we, we want to go back to normal, they show you pictures of football stadiums full of people and concerts and everything. Oh, we want to go back to normal. You've got to get tested. Get tested and then we can get back to normal. But they know that the more people that get tested, the more positives they're going to get, not for a virus, but for genetic material that many, many people have in their bodies. And thus they're going to have more cases. And when they get more cases, they're not going back to normal. They're saying, oh, more cases. We've got to lock down. That's what they're doing Secondly, in New Zealand. That's what they're doing in, in they're Victoria. Doing with the flights now as well, that if you want to fly anywhere, you have to get the swab. Everywhere. And, and, and because the more they do it, the more cases are going to get, the more they're frightened with the cases. But this is the inversion. Even if you accept the, this, that there, there is a, a quote, uh, uh, infectious virus, um, the official um, estimates now, uh, and they will be smaller than this now for reasons I'll come to, are that if you're under 70, the um, percentage of people that go from infection to fatality is 0.004% if you're under 70. If you take the over 70s into um, account, then it's still 0.26%. However, since that estimate was made a few weeks ago, 
there has been enormous amounts of testing around the world and people have tested positive but had no symptoms because nothing wrong with them because not testing for a virus or an infectious agent because you can't this test and therefore they should be punching the air because everyone who tests positive and has no symptoms doesn't end up in hospital and doesn't die which is virtually everybody now in this summer uh, even according to official figures then everyone that does that the the percentage of people that go from infection to fatality gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and with each one this quote virus becomes less and less and less and less deadly so it's a good thing even by their ridiculous narrative it's a good thing if people test positive and have no symptoms because it means that this virus is not the deadly virus that they claimed it was. But what they're doing is, is presenting that as the opposite. Oh, we've got more cases. Oh, we're gonna shut down, cut down and lock down. And uh, uh, anyone with a, with, with a mind on active duty can see that, but so many don't have minds on active duty. They've given their minds away and so they can't see it. Ooh, is it, is it five corporations on 90% of the media? So they're just constantly brainwashing. Like you turn on any station, it's just Corona, Corona. They're, they're after brainwashing people that they, it's a fair factor. They're just terrified. Yeah. I'll tell you what I have noticed. You probably noticed as well is, um, you know, normally you would just do a headline. Um, and, uh, so-and-so, so-and-so virus, so-and-so, so-and-so. It would just be a headline re relating to whatever the story is. But all over the world, you see the same technique. It's coronavirus, colon, and then the headline. So coronavirus is, starts out in, in headline after headline after headline after headline all over the world, no matter what the headline goes on to say. Uh, and, um, and, and that is not uh, a coincidence when it's so coordinated over such a vast number of, of uh, media outlets. It is all um, psychology. And like we said earlier, um, you get your behavior from your perception. You get your perception from the information you receive. So. Um, look at what's happened in the last few months. And unless people have gone looking for it out of self-respect for themselves, um, all they've had is the same recurring story all over the world, day after day after day after day. And what did the Nazis say? You know, um, uh, the bigger the lie, um, the more we'll believe it. And um, keep telling a big lie over and over and over again and it fuses into everybody knows that uh, uh when they don't know it at all yeah and what about uh, like say in um america because like you hear of fauci and all the bad things he's done and i know that there's a lot of people um they think uh, like say trump is going to be the savior but if i look at every i'm more confused now than i've ever been in my life because if i look at the different things that he's done I'm not inspired. There's some things that he's, that he's doing that it, it looks right. But it, it seems to me there's like a passive power from one evil cabal to another. What, what's your thoughts on that? Well, this, this global web um, doesn't like surprises. It wants to control everything. And so it's not interested in mavericks coming to power in politics. And it's certainly not interested in controlling one political party that can form a government. It has to control any political party that can form a government, so no matter 
no matter who wins, it's in the government. Uh, and um, what we've seen in America is, uh, again, massive psychological manipulation. Because you had a, uh, a massive um, constituency of people who had been ignored in the United States for decades. Uh, and along came Trump to um, appeal to that constituency is what got him in. And he presented himself as the maverick, the outsider. Well, when you look at uh, Trump's background, uh, his family is anything but an, uh, um, an outsider. Uh, and he starts off, I think it was 16 people he had to defeat to get the nomination in the Republican Party. And you're not going to do that if they don't want you. It was played out, or no, you know, this Trump, or no, people in the Republican Party don't want Trump. Well, well, they could have, uh, they could have stopped him then, because it, it's well documented with leaked um, emails and documents that the Democratic Party fixed the um, nomination uh, voting to stop Bernie Sanders beating uh, Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Clinton would get the nomination and went against Trump. Now, if the Democratic Party can do it, so can the Republican Party do it, but they didn't. And he wins the nomination against all the odds. And then they bring him uh, to power and he wins the election. You don't do that if the powers that control the media and uh, control the finance, et cetera, et cetera, don't want you to, um, to be there. And you know, one of the things I was saying in 2016 is in the run up to him winning and, and after he won is that he'd been brought to power in America to divide America. How much of, um, of that that he realized I am um, is, is open to debate, but that's why he was, why he was brought to power. Um, if you read the manuals um, and instruction manuals, of how to create or transform a society from, if you like, democratic to Marxist. Um, and I'll give you an example. There was a, a book called um, uh, Rules for Radicals, and it was written by a, um, a Marxist called Saul Alinsky out of Chicago. He was um, uh, followed uh, uh, by people like Barack Obama and um, Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and in Rules for Radicals, he says, um, uh, one of the key ways that you transform a society by, by dividing it is you don't focus your uh, ire upon faceless bureaucrats, bureaucracies and corporations. You pick an individual you pick an individual and you, you because the, what do the Nazis say? Keep your propaganda simple. Um, you focus on an individual and you, you focus all your hatred and you focus the blame for everything upon that one person. So they become the focus of the, the, the hatred from one side. Uh, uh, and that's real simple. You're going to say, oh, well, this bureaucracy, and, the, and then there was that corporate. No, no, one person. Keep it simple. And if you look at what's happened since 2016, that's, that, that's what's happened. Because the, the left in America, the, what they call the Democrats, um, not that they're the left, have been hijacked by this woke mentality, which is, which is the fake left. It's not left at all. It's tyrannical. 
it's far right actually this is the uh, the woke left that's behind the political correctness and open borders and 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 a list of these behind the, the whole climate change uh, caused by humans hoax etc and it's been funded both the mentality into being via the um, schools universities etc uh, by the one percent the billionaire corporations and the billionaires and not least people like george soros who's um, put 32 billion dollars so far into the open society foundations that he runs that are that are basically um funding this whole woke agenda in its many many forms and this woke mentality um has um taken over the democratic party completely taken it over and the, it's not the, the party of kennedy anymore and people like that uh, that's long gone i grew up um in the the traditional left uh, on a housing estate, council housing estate in Leicester. Um, and that left opposed um, uh, destruction of freedom of speech. It opposed the injustices and the, the, the abuse of power by what were then millionaires, now billionaires and corporations, etc. But the woke mentality is in bed with them, it's funded by them. And, and, and so a great example is the organization Black Lives Matter. Um, it's a, it's completely controlled, created, and funded to extraordinary uh, amounts of money by um, by billionaires, billionaire corporations, not least in Silicon Valley, a lot of them. Uh, and and so they've divided America. They've brought to power someone to focus the hatred upon, and they have uh, developed, created this woke mentality as the counter polarity to Trump to focus that hatred. And they've divided America uh, in a way that, you know, it, it's hard to remember a time when it was anything like this because political debate in America now is, do you love Trump or hate Trump? Mm. Um, and what they've done um, in the last uh, few days is uh, brought together this Democratic Party, uh, quote, ticket of Joe Biden running for president and uh, Kamala Harris um, as his um, running mate. And it, it's, it's, it's a combination from hell. You've got uh, Biden who um, has serious cognitive problems that clearly are getting worse when you see his interviews. Uh, and therefore he's an empty shell. And then you've got Kamala Harris, who, who basically, if you asked her what, what her policies are, she would ask what you'd like them to be. Um, and, oh, yeah, well, funny enough, that's what my policies are. Yeah, and she'll tell someone else something else. He's another empty shell. And so if, if, if that mentality comes to power in November, then um, they won't be running the show. Clearly, it will be those in the shadows running through them and we'll have a woke tidal wave of ludicrous factless um impositions that will be that will just finish, be at the end of america from trump's uh, on trump's um, side although he is controlled by the same force not least he's um uh, you know gives israel whatever it wants um uh, and he's been manipulated massively by his son-in-law yari kushner who's a lifelong friend of um Benjamin Netanyahu, but um, his constituency is not woke. It's people that basically want America to be what it used to be. Now, 
you know, I'm not saying America was perfect, but at any point, absolutely not. But it, that's what they want. And, and therefore, he has a constituency he has to keep sweet if he's going to win in November. So um, he can't go um, deeply into this whole woke um, uh, list of policies. But nor has he done what he said he'd do. So many things that he, he was elected to do, he hasn't done. He's, he talks a good story. He still, he still, you know, appeals to his natural constituency by telling them what they want to hear. But he doesn't do it. Uh, and, um, and so it, it, it's, it's like in every country, this election is not about the best people for the job. It's about the least worst. And because Trump has, has this constituency he has to um, appeal to, although he, he doesn't have to get elected if he wins again, of course, um, you know, he, it, it would seem that um, that would be the least worst. But in the, in the end, politics is not going to change anything because it's there not to change anything. It's there to advance this agenda. And if, if anything's going to change, it's not politicians are going to change it. It's people ceasing to acquiesce to politicians is going to change it. Um, I think the Irish situation will actually clarify that because every country has a left and right. In Ireland, you had left Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. They're now in power. One was supporting the other for the last few years. Now they're both together in power with the Greens and nothing has changed. It's actually gone worse. You know, they're voting for vulture funds. Uh, there's money gone to PEPCO, you know, the European army. So it, yeah, that, that proves that a government doesn't work. It doesn't matter who you vote for, the government still gets in, as they uh, say in America, where they, where they know how it works. Um, and the Greens are another one, you see. I was a national spokesman for the British Green Party for a while. Um, and, and I'm glad I was, it was in the 1980s. It was only for about a year. Um, and I'm glad I was because it, it was a tremendous insight into that mentality, which wasn't as extreme at the time, which, which was, has been very useful to me um, in understanding this whole environmental movement. Um, although it's not an environmental movement, it's a human caused climate change movement. You know, the, I, I joined the Green Party um, and became a national spokesman in a ridiculously short time. I mean, that's another story. I mean, I, it's a matter of weeks. I, I went from joining the party, becoming a national spokesman. It was ridiculous, but it's just the way that circumstances unfolded. But um, it was then an environmental party. It was um, looking for clean water. It was looking for um, uh, clean food, free of pesticides and, um, and herbicides and other toxins. Uh, and, and it had a range of um, environmental concerns. But you look at it now, and it's all about human-caused climate change. Everything else is like, you know, peripheral. Uh, and uh, like, for instance, um, at the last... Green Party conference in Britain, um, the hierarchy stopped a debate about the effects of 5G. Now, the, the old um, uh, Green Party would have been very concerned about 5G and uh, the technological radiation effect on the population. Now they stopped the debate on it. It's all about human-caused climate change. And it, what's interesting uh, because the human-caused climate change hoax is being orchestrated by the same cult that's orchestrating the, the virus hoax, is the similarities between the two. 
if you look at the um, conscious and unconscious um, uh, reasons for unsocial distancing, what it's doing is it's, it's getting people to fear each other. You know, I, I've, I've walked past people and, and, and they've absolutely darted out of the way because I got too close. <laughs> people are terrified of, of each other. Um, and what's the subconscious underlining theme of that? Humans are dangerous. And then you look at the um, Extinction Rebellion and the, uh, the whole human caused climate change thing. And what are they saying? Humans are dangerous. In fact, the, the most extreme, they're saying humans are so dangerous, we should stop procreating um, and, and let humans die out. Uh, uh, and, and then you look at um, the centralization of power, um, which is being, uh, and the tyranny centralization of power, which is being, quote, justified by the virus. And then you look at the Green New Deal and the solutions to the climate change hoax, and they are centralizations of power uh, uh, and um, dictating from the center the fine detail of people's lives, which, of course, they're doing with the virus as well. So uh, th these are two different um, expressions of the same thing. And the themes go on um, being uh, quite blatantly common in their... Um, in what they're saying and, and the solutions that they want to impose. So the Greens, the Greens are absolute, I'm, I'm very appropriate that they're, they're in that alliance because um, they're, they're all the same thing. You know, the, the Green parties of today are not the Green Party I joined in the 1980s. And like, I mean, I have seen pictures from Time magazine where you had global cooling first, then it was global warming, then it changed to climate change. And like, if people don't get that, I'm not sure what will, you know, will wait. Well, one, of the, one, of, one of the things I do in the answer um, is I, I, I look at this and, 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 and one of the chapters, uh, it's called um, Why Demonize the Gas of Life? And, you know, we, we talked earlier about this inversion. Everything's inverted. If you want the truth, then, you know, basically reverse whatever the authorities are telling you and you'll, you'll get very close to the truth, if not absolutely on it. Um, and carbon dioxide is the gas of life it's basically plant oxygen we breathe it out and plants breathe it in it's a wonderful system mutually beneficial system uh, and um i quote um princeton professors etc in the book who are pointing out that it's not that we don't have enough uh, or we it's not that we don't have too much carbon dioxide in the atmosphere we don't have enough because since the increase in carbon dioxide, and, and the, the big increases are basically over, and they explain why, um, there's, a, there's a, 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 a way that um, carbon dioxide interacts with the atmosphere, which means that um, if, you, um, if you increase it by a certain amount, and you say get a, a one degree increase in temperature, to get a two degree and another one degree on top of that, you have to double your carbon dioxide. So if it's 800 um, parts per million in the atmosphere to get a one degree, I'm, I'm just making these figures up to, to make the point, then you have to have another 1600 
um, increase um, parts per million, 1600 parts per million, to get another degree. So basically, um, and, and this is why, and they point this out, this, this, this uh, um, extinction rebellion uh, um, climate change hoax I've come up with these incredible feedback loops. Oh, yeah, so you, you hear um, Greta Thunberg talking about all oh, the feedback loops. Um, they've had to create this myth about feedback loops because of this situation where it's not as simple. You, you increase carbon dioxide and it increases a certain amount of temperature. You increase by the, uh, 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 the same amount and you get the same increased temperature. It doesn't, doesn't, it falls away. So the, the increases in uh, temperature caused by uh, increases in carbon dioxide um, uh, are basically over, as these people point out. Um, and, um, and therefore, um, the, the whole foundation of um, we're all going to die doesn't uh, pan out um, um, at all. But the, the, where I'm going with this is this. And this is provable fact. This is accepted fact. Since um, we had an, an increase in carbon dioxide as a result of industrialization, the earth has become significantly greener. Because um, I, I give the figures in the book, but uh, once um, carbon dioxide falls to a certain level in the atmosphere, because what plants do in the natural world, they, they absorb carbon dioxide out of the, out of the air, out of the atmosphere. And, and when it falls to a certain amount, then they start to die. They go into um, carbon dioxide deficit, and it's like us going into oxygen deficit. And the uh, amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere was falling to, to significantly dangerous levels before industrialization, reverse the process. And as a, um, a, a former, well, like one of the co-founders of Greenpeace has pointed out, um, uh, human activity has actually helped the planet rather than uh, threatened its, uh, its existence. But, but none of this stuff ever gets out into the mainstream media because it's against the narrative. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was actually uh, in a, the senators were grilling a meteorologist in uh, the US and he was working there for 40 or 50 years. He had all the statistics and everything. And he was showing that the temperature, it just fluctuates. But NASA and all the others, they doctored them. So the, all the figures that people are using have been doctored. And once I saw that, I knew straight away that it was a hoax. Well, I, I tell the story in the answer, uh, which came from the people involved, actually. Um, they eventually went public on it. But when a bloke called Hansen, um, who um, was one of the, the people that really um, triggered this whole climate change, uh, heating up the planet hoax, when he was um, making a, his initial presentation to um, a committee on Capitol Hill, the people that were orchestrating it they, they went, this has come from their own, their own um, admission, they, they went to, um, you know, the, the, the weather experts and they asked for what are, on average, the hottest days of the year in Washington. And they picked one of the days and, as it turned out, it was extremely hot. And, and then 
what they did um, before this um, presentation by Henson about, oh, the, the world's warming up and we're all going to die, is they, fi they fixed the heating system. They fixed the, um, uh, the system of, um, you know, uh, cooling the place down on an extremely hot day. So it didn't work. And so while Hansen is making his presentation, he's got sweat going down his, um, down his head, which is, he's mopping, saying how the world's getting hotter. He's um, uh, got people in the room with him who are sweltering because the air condition's been fixed not to work. And this is right at the start of it. And, and that's very appropriate because... The whole thing has been a scam. And, and, and again, what have I just described? I've described a subconscious, implanted, subliminal perception. Here's a man talking about the earth warming up and he's sweating and it's hot and, and people are, uh, you know, gasping for air. It's so hot and there's no air conditioning. And I've been in Washington on days like that. It's stifling. Uh, and, and subconsciously, what he's saying, oh, the earth's warming up, and what they're seeing are um, in sync to implant uh, the idea that the earth is warming up. Uh, when, um, when, as you say, uh, when it stopped warming uh, for a, just a short period of warming, it's all it was, um, it went from global warming to climate change um, when the temperatures stop rising in the same way. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, the, other, the other thing they, they, they do is they, they, they have these um, sensors around the world um, where they're uh, taking temperature readings. And again and again, they've been found uh, put in places which are close to a source of heat. <laughs> right? So of course they're, they're going to uh, say the temperature's going up because there's a source of heat close to them. The whole thing's a scam, but it's the naivety. And when you, when you, 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 you break down how people have accepted what the government have told them, and when you break down how people believe in human-caused climate change, there's another common theme, and that is the disinterest in facts. And... Um, seeing if the facts stand up. The whole woke mentality is, is about facts meaning nothing and how you feel meaning everything. So you don't have to back up what you say with facts. You just have to state that it's true. And you state that it's true without any facts and you censor those who are coming with facts to show it's not true. And what's left is what you claim to be true but can't support to be true is what becomes the um, accepted uh, um, explanation of what's happening when it's back with no facts whatsoever. And when you go into this whole uh, climate change arena, you find it's based on no facts whatsoever. It's based on constant repetition, repetition of the official story. The Earth's warming up, we're all going to die. The Earth's warming up, we're all going to die. The Earth's warming up, we're all going to die. Um, and, and uh, no, what classic, Greta Thunberg, when has she ever been asked 
a, a, a even the most simple question about the science uh, and to explain uh, how this is this all works and to um, explain contradictions in the story never she's just given a free ride to say whatever she likes and what's been the the organization that gave her initially her global platform which led to the united nations you know a 16 year old from sweden suddenly ends up um addressing the United Nations, saying exactly what the official story um, uh, demands, the World um, Economic Forum in Davos. That's who um, gave her uh, her initial global platform, and then a year later invited her back. This is the same World Economic Forum, very much involved with people like uh, Bill Gates, the billionaire fest in Davos, that was um, one of the prime players in Event 201, which was the coronavirus pandemic simulation turned out to be a mirror of what has actually happened a few weeks before the whole thing started in China. It, it's everything connects to everything else when you, um, when you get deeper and deeper into it. Uh, uh, personnel, organizations, all of it connects to the same agenda, the same end, the, the, the same goal. And like, do you believe that they actually want us to know? Because you can easily hide yourself being a director of something or the funds that are, but every single thing is traceable. Like you can see, you can follow the trails and it constantly leads back to the same people. Yeah, but there's two things. First of all, people that um, have, and I keep coming back to this, um, this description, because it's very important. Those that have the self-respect to do their own research instead of just accepting the official story are, um, to say the least, not the majority. So um, they know that the general population are not gonna find out these things because they'll never even go where they need to go to, to, to see them. Uh, and um, the other thing is that, uh, again, it, it's all about um, psychology because um, if they can show you um, what they're doing and, and nothing's done about it. Again, that's all part of this psychology of submission. Yeah, we can see what's going on, but I mean, you know, what are we going to do about it? Well, how about the power of no? How about the power of non-compliance, the power of non-acquiescence and ceasing to um, uh, become part uh, and a major part, a key part in um, acquiescing to our own enslavement? So, uh, you know, the, the psychology is, um, is something that from a conscious point of view, you'd say, well, why did they do that? But from an, an unconscious point of view, you can see why they're doing that. It's the same principle, really, of giving you uh, ridiculous things to do, which you can see are ridiculous, but you still do them. Uh, it, it's breaking down this, this, well, it's breaking down self-respect. Because when you, when you concede self-respect, that's when you start subjugating. That's when you start submitting. While you've got self-respect, you won't go there. So they're breaking it down and breaking it down all the time. Like uh, I had written a book. I didn't release it because I, I, uh, I was warned not. To, and I know that you haven't had the fear of that. But uh, I was going re re uh, like the solutions. 
And I think for, like, say, the individuals, if you look at, say, like the doctors, the hospitals, where they're actually doing these things, where, you know, that they have to go back and look in the mirror. They have to talk to their wife and talk to their children because their children are going to be slaves of the future. Well, I would say that to doctors and I would say that to um, medical people in general. I would also say it to police officers. Yeah. I'd say it to government administrators who are doing it without actually um, being instigators of it. You know, what you're doing is you are playing vital roles in enslaving your own kids and grandkids. On, I mean, if you think it's bad now, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think it's going to be like for them when we get to that stage with all the psychological uh, demolition that's going on in the targeting of the psychology of young people with all this stuff? Where do you think it's going to be then? So, you know, it's, it's not about buying the latest trainers and the latest smartphone because you love your kids. It's about defending their freedom and giving them a life in which um, they have the freedom to um, go the way they choose and not just be a, a computer terminal on someone else's internet, because that's, that's where it's going. Now, this is leading to the connection of um, artificial intelligence to the human brain. They're openly talking about it in Silicon Valley and, and even giving you a, a, a timescale of 2030 and um, that, that, whole, that whole period. And, and, and you, um, doctors, who know you're being told, for instance, to put COVID-19 on death certificates when you have no evidence, in, in fact, often you know that that's not the cause, you are helping to enslave your own kids and grandkids by um, promoting a lie which is leading to a, a, a public reaction which is leading down the road to the enslavement of your kids and grandkids. And police officers, what are you doing? You know, I've, I've said to, uh, to, to, to people in uniform, and there are some real decent people in uniform, but there's some real psychopaths as well. And some, and, and some people who, who really wouldn't pass an intelligence test of any level. I say to them, you, you have no power, you know. You as an individual have no power as a police officer because your power is in your uniform. Your, your power comes as, as being a, a, an extension of the state and it's your uniform that holds the power. So your uniform is not, your power is not in you, it's in the wardrobe. So take your uniform off, okay. So where's your power now to impose on people? Gone, because you never had it. You're just an animator of a uniform. It's the uniform that had it. Uh, and when that, you take that uniform off, or when you leave the police force or whatever, you are going to be subject to all the things that you have helped to impose on the, on the people. And police officers surely, and doctors and all these people in these institutions, should be saying, um, am I serving people? Am I serving the interests of people, the health of people, the freedom of people? Or am I serving the state to delete those things and, and if it if, if it's the latter then what are you doing again acquiescing to what you're told to do you know what what was that that, that came up again and again at the nuremberg trials i was only following orders how could hitler 
impose um, his will upon the German nation unless A, the German nation acquiesced to, it, to him, and B, there was lots of people in uniform that imposed that will upon the population. It's exactly what's happening now. It's what's happening in, in Victoria, in Melbourne, etc., in Australia as we speak. And so you've got, what they do is they take members of the target population and they put them in uniform, which is not their power, it's the elite's power, which they animate, and they get members of the population to impose tyranny upon the population, including their own kids and grandkids who have to live in the tyranny that they're helping to impose. And, and, and what, the, 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 the big thing that stops people just um, not doing that is fear of the consequences. Well, I might lose my job, I might do this, might happen, that might happen. But significant as that is in the moment, it's as nothing compared with the consequences of not doing it. Because, you know, the, 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 where we're going, the road we're going down, would make George Orwell wince and say, my God, I underestimated it by a, 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 a massive factor. Because we're going into a, a, a world in which not only are we imposed upon by um, uniforms on behalf of the state, but the idea is to impose upon us directly by connections to artificial intelligence and technology. Um, and uh, so uh, we're facing a, 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 a big question here. Are we gonna go on uh, just accepting this stuff because what I've just described is just waiting, just down the road, not very far now. Or are we going to just take our power back, stop acquiescing, and it's over? Because these people cannot impose their will on billions if um, a good chunk of those billions refuse to cooperate with their own enslavement. And it's summoning the courage, not just the courage, but the realization of where this is going and the consequences of now and um, non-acquiescence are far, far less than the consequences of allowing it to go where it wants to go. And uh, you mentioned about the fight, like with these satellites that are going up in the air, it's like uh, Elon Musk is like 40,000 or 100,000 satellites that are going up. People don't realize that you're going to be bombarded with these frequencies and no matter where you live. Yeah, that's all part of the, um, the artificial intelligence control of humanity. Uh, putting these satellites up in low orbit and firing 5G, etc., at the Earth to create a, what I've been calling for decades, uh, saying that this was coming. Um, the technological sub-reality is known as the smart grid now, officially. Um, if you just, uh, uh, to put it in perspective, Elon Musk, who is a complete fraud, um, where the world is going is towards a technocracy where um, the world is not run by even elected politicians. They, they want an end to all that stuff. But by um, technocrats, bureaucrats, scientists, medical technocrats that are driving this virus uh, pandemic hoax. Um, so it's a technocracy. China is a technocracy, controls through technology and technocrats, not elected people. And um, 
Elon Musk's grandfather was the head of the technocratic party of Canada in the 1930s when they were that that party was pushing for this very world and that the 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 emergence of Silicon Valley is the emergence of technocrats it's run by technocrats who have far more power than politicians now so so Musk Musk who plays the you know the good cop um, is actually a complete fraud knows exactly what he's doing and um, you know it explains why he says AI could be um, the end of humanity, good cop, but at the same time, starts a company called Neuralink to connect computers to the human brain. Um, and to put it into perspective, um, he's had permission from the Federal Communications Commission in America, which is owned by this cult, which owns um, Musk. That's why they give him permission to put these satellites up. Uh, and he's got permission for thousands. He wants 42,000 he says uh, eventually, but he's, he's got permission for thousands and they're going up all the time. And as, the, as they go up, the, just the early ones have been going up more every week. Um, the um, world of uh, astronomy has said we can't see the night sky. We, we can no longer um, study the night sky as we could before because of these Musk satellites in a low orbit. So imagine when that's happening now, and the astronomy uh, uh, organizations are speaking publicly about it. What is it? What is the night sky going to be like when there's thousands of these things up there? When there's twelve thousand, I think that's what he initially has permission for. Um, and then there's forty-two thousand, and he's not the only people doing it. Bezos at Amazon doing it. The Gates Foundation is funding other groups doing it. There's a, a, another organization, I think it's called OneWeb, I think it's out of Britain, who are doing it. Um, there, aren't good, there isn't going to be a night sky as we know it um, when these people um, get, get on with this. Uh, and uh, it's all to do with creating this technological sub-reality where there's an attachment to, um, to the human brain by AI and AI then becomes the human mind and human thinking as we perceive it is, is finished. This is, this is openly what they're saying. These people in Silicon Valley, like um, Ray Kurzweil, the Google executive, that um, once the uh, connection to AI is made, then AI will do more and more of human thinking until human thinking as we know it now is basically negligible. He's openly uh, said that um, because there comes a point where you can no longer just manipulate under the radar as what they've done up to this point. Because if you're going to change society in the way you want, you have to change society in a way that people can see you're changing society. So you move from hiding it to selling it. And so they're moving uh, from, and imposing it. So we're seeing the imposition and we're also seeing the sales pitch which from people like uh, Kurzweil is that if we get uh, our brains connected to AI, we'll become like the gods. We will become superhuman. But the idea is we become post-human. That's the whole point. Uh, again, another inversion. Uh, and so um, this is where it's going. And the, you know, the whole vaccine and stuff is, is, is involved in this in various ways that I talk about in the answer. It's all connected in the end. And it's, um, we're, we're at this cusp 
we're at this um, this fork in the road. And, and like, the, well, like you've got Elon, like because there was a lot of these people at the start. I thought they were good boys. And once you start doing this, is there any good guys out there? Who who are the people that we should be kind of getting behind? Is there anyone that's well, the the ones that are are seeking to um, uncover the truth are not operating in the system. They're operating outside the system and trying to expose the system for what it is. So you're not going to find those people um, in the um, upper echelons of the institutions, the upper echelons of uh, Silicon Valley, because you, you progress up the hierarchy of this cult, up the hierarchy, therefore, of the corporations and all these other institutions, because you're, you are reliably serving the interests of the cult. Even if you're at a level in the hierarchy where you don't even know there's a cult, you're still um, serving their interests. And so it's, that, it's those people that, that get into these positions of power. People that are challenging their interests don't get into those positions of power. So I think if we, if we looked for people within the system, uh, we're going we're gonna to look for a long time before we find anyone that really is um, seeking to, um, to undermine it and to expose it. Because they don't last very long within the system. It spits them out. And, and in the end, it's not looking to other people that's going to make the difference. It's people um, ceasing to acquiesce uh, and other people seeking to acquiesce and other people seeking to acquiesce until we get this, this, this vast number of people we need, all of which are ceasing to acquiesce. And at that point, the consequences end. I'll give you a, an example. If one or two doctors come out, we've seen it, and um, say what's really going on, well, they can get, um, marginalized they can get fired some have uh, they can get um, demonized uh, and they can be removed but say 30 percent 30 percent of doctors in the world came out and said the same well you can't fire 30 percent of doctors and nor can you ignore them when they're all saying the same thing uh, and, and this is what I mean by there comes a point where so many people are not acquiescing and are telling the truth that there are no consequences. It's when one or two people do it um, and, and they get picked off. But at some point, the process has to start. Otherwise, it never starts. And, you know, all these rules about you can't um, have uh, more than a handful of people meeting in the same place. Nothing to do with health. It's to do with stopping a momentum building of non-acquiescence, which they're terrified of. That's what they're absolutely terrified of because they know they can't handle it and it's over when people do that. And so, um, but some people have got to start. This is why I'm, I, I'm saying I, I'm not doing any of it. You know, whatever consequences, whatever, eventually. I'm not doing it. Um, and uh, therefore, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not, I'm not doing any of these things that they're demanding of me. I won't do it. And I'll never do it. Uh, and, and what they do in response to that, they'll have to do. But I'm still not doing it. Because there ha there has, someone has to start this. Otherwise, uh, the, 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 it, it, there's no momentum going to start if no one does it.
and I'm 68. Um, uh, I, I have no fear of death. I have no fear of, um, of the authorities. I have no fear of the cult, none whatsoever. Bunch of, bunch of uh, little boys in short trousers to me. They have no power, except the power we give them. Um, and therefore, do what you bloody will. But I ain't doing it. End of story. You and me both. And, and all we need to do is, is to have enough people do that, and it's over. Because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are doing what they're told. But if they just had an example of someone not doing it, or groups of people not doing it, they, 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 would, they would get involved. I, I mean, I've been told stories by my own family where they go to a place and they won't wear a mask, none of them. And suddenly people who were wearing masks start taking them off. Yeah. So it has to start somewhere. And there are people that, that are willing to do that and are doing that, but it needs to build. But it has to start somewhere. I mean, better start now because I, I, I can't emphasize enough the consequences of not wearing a mask, whatever they may be, pale into insignificance of where this is going if we don't head it off. Exactly, exactly. Listen, uh, it's been wonderful. And I want to tell people the book, I know my screen doesn't show, but it's called The Answer. You're a fantastic author. I love the way that you write because I've read some of your other books as well. I would encourage people to actually read your book. And I see uh, the, the Iconic as well, because I've been looking at You might tell people about The Iconic because you're, you're, you've got videos and stuff up on that. Yeah. Um, we started Iconic in, um, in November. My, my son, um, uh, Jamie, started it uh, because we could see the... Um, we could see the mass censorship coming. Uh, and um, it's a, a platform that's now got about 750 um, series, um, podcasts, um, full length feature uh, uh, documentaries, which we're adding to all the time. It's just one just come out, an original iconic documentary called Unnatural, which is about the effects of um, smart technology and electromagnetic fields. Uh, and um, there are, uh, I mean, I, I, I put stuff on there, my own stuff every week. I go through the news of the week, et cetera. And, and um, uh, what's interesting is um, we're getting a lot of mainstream people now um, taking part uh, in, um, in these documentaries, like the Unnatural documentary was almost entirely, um, apart from, from for me, I, I'm in it a couple of times making my comments, but everyone else in it is mainstream person. So um, th th this is the, 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 the whole idea of Iconic, is to give a platform to people who are being increasingly uh, censored elsewhere. And uh, I, I, think, um, I think it's a fantastic uh, platform. Um, by the way, I, I just mentioned um, what we're going to be announcing in a few days is um, I'm going to be doing, well, I was supposed to be doing uh, a, a four-hour presentation with with all my images etc um to an audience in manchester in november but of course ah, you know that's unlikely so uh, what we what we're going to do is um do a four i'm going to do a four hour presentation on uh, september the 19th uh and it's um it's going to be at a time which will be easily available for you know everyone in in europe and right across to the west coast of america I'm going to do a four hour presentation um, live, the live stream, um, as, I, as I do to audiences, but of course there won't be an audience, uh, and uh, pull it all together. 
not just the pandemic, but but how how that fits within the the greater picture, and also um, what we can do about it, um, which is what what the answer is about. Really, I mean, it's about exposing what's happening, but the, the, the whole theme of the answer is: so, what do we do about it? How can we um, how can we turn this around? And the answer is in there, but it's whether people will will um, you know. Uh, go for it because they 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 fear the um the consequences of um of doing so but uh the, so that's going to be on september the 19th i think it's going to be around five or six o'clock it's going to start uh p.m obviously um uk time uh, and uh, i i think that will be very powerful and they'll find that on the iconic.com we'll let the information for that yeah i mean people who um who you know go for the um, the live stream um, i think jamie said they're also going to get um two weeks uh of um you know uh, subscription to um to iconic as well and there's also davidike.com which is the website i've had all along with it you know people can go there and um, the news stories there every day uh, putting the news into a different context of what you get in the mainstream media so we're doing a lot of work and especially now because we have this we have this window before they start kicking in the extremes of the winter lockdown, which is mm-hmm. certainly coming, um, to 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 try to to get across to people as many people as possible that actually this is not some natural random event. It's been planned a long time, and it's been planned by people that want to completely delete your freedom. So we stand together now, or united we fall, or, or disunited rather we fall. I suppose you've actually seen in the last six months, there's a lot more people that are getting on board this than previously. I, I've noticed a lot. Yeah. You know, what's, what, you know, when it's so in your face, um, it demands an enormous level of denial. Many people still manage to um, summon that level of denial as we've seen, but you know, for people who who in any way have allowed themselves to be thinking and intelligent looking at what's happened in the last few months it's it's impossible not to realize that that the world is not like you thought it was that there are forces at work that are not what you believed existed uh, and therefore this has got a lot of people off the fence People who were like, oh, no, you know, we, I'm not sure there's some manipulation going on. And even people have said, oh, no, I've never really thought about it. Suddenly they've been focused enough to say, hold on, something is going on, isn't it? So it's been a very positive thing in that sense. But what we need is for those people to move from seeing the way it works, or at least a, 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 some level of what it, way it works, to symbolically crossing the street and saying, okay, so what do I do about it? And it's not about actually doing anything. It's, um, it's not even, it's not about fighting the enemy and it's not about even protesting. Although, you know, people can do that as a visual expression that some things are, are changing. It's just the power of no, that's all it is. The power of no. I'm not doing it. No, not doing it. 
if people come out of Downing Street or Washington or any other parliament or any other, you know, center of power, perceived power, and say, we've had, a, we've had a meeting and we've decided this is what's going to happen. If enough people say we're not doing it, they've got no power. Their power is in people saying, well, you know, I don't want to do it, but I better do it because they say we should. That's their power. And when we stop doing it, this is over. It's over. They cannot impose upon a non-acquiescing population. Because if you break this down and break this down um, to the inner, inner core of this web, you'd get them in one room. And they're manipulating the best part of 8 billion people only because the 8 billion allow themselves to be manipulated. Uh, and when we stop, the perceived power of authority will be shown to, what it, uh, to be what it's always been, illusory. I believe, I believe change is there. I believe people will come together and make the change that we need. Yeah, and, and I think one of the big um, key points in this will be, um, I mean, in, in America, the government payments have now ended. Uh, the British government has said the, the so-called furlough payments to those who were not allowed to work um, will end in October. And there reaches a point where you've got nothing left to lose. It's like that old song, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Uh, and while people think they have something to lose, they will acquiesce thinking that um, that will help them not lose it. I think Churchill talked about um, people feeding the crocodile, so in the hope that it would eat them last. Um, but when you've got nothing left to lose, and so many people are going to be in that position, if not now, as many are, but a lot more very soon, then um, maybe we'll see um, a different um, situation in terms of the numbers that are ceasing to acquiesce, because when you've got nothing left to lose, um, you look at situations in a very, very different way. Uh, you know, if you, um, I've used this analogy before, you know, if, if um, there's an army coming at you, excuse me, and in, in this sense, it's not an army, it's a few, but symbolically, an army coming at you. If, if you've got a way of getting away, you'll probably run. Because you can get away. Symbolic of you've got something to lose, so get away. But if you're in a canyon, and there's only one way out and one way in, and the army's coming through that one way in, then you've got nothing left to lose because they're coming anyway. So in that situation, instead of running, because there's nowhere to run, you'll stand up and do things that you wouldn't normally do. And um, that's going to be a key point in, in the, the, the run-up uh, towards Christmas when um when people realize how bad this is um in terms of um their response to it and uh, so i think by christmas we'll have a very good idea of, of how many are actually prepared to stand up and say enough listen david 
I really appreciate your time. I thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom. And I, I, look, for, I look forward to going on the Iconic and listen to you in a few days. I'll put all the links on the thing so people can find it and be able to get the, the, the book and also get the thing. So that's uh, all from the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. Be sure to share with your friends. We're going to be on YouTube and uh, BitChute unless they take it down. So give us a thumbs up on that. Until next week, take care. There's a time.